This is your NFL Insider Report on the Zone Sports Network. Now, joining the big show from Locked On NFL, Matt Williamson on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. All right, it's Big Show live at the Dish Professionals. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. It's time to talk a little NFL football. You can follow him on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. He's our good friend, Matt Williamson. Matt, what's going on, man? Not a lot. How you doing? Hey, we are doing great. Uh, is certainly enjoying uh, what was an exciting NFL uh, weekend, especially the, the way the Cardinals game ended. Is that the play of the year thus far? I think so, although DK Metcalf tracking down that potential pick right. six pretty recently was pretty darn good, too. But, <laughs> wow, I mean, an amazing throw by Kyler, maybe even a more amazing play by Hopkins in such traffic to go snag that thing with big, strong hands. And the timing, obviously, with no, no time on the clock, puts it over the top for me. So i got to ask you our weekly question. Who's the best team in football right now? Yeah, I'm still going with the Chiefs. Uh, I think, yeah, I am. I just, although I'm worried, worried about their offensive line. I mean, they're all their tackles are on the COVID list right now. Their interior, their offensive line has been a weakness this year. But I just think that they're the champs, and until further notice, are the best team in the league. As you guys know, I'm based here in Pittsburgh. They're undefeated. I think the Saints are also a tier one team with those two teams. But I've been telling Steeler fans. You guys love your Steelers, and I get that. But how many points would you need to bet on the Steelers versus the Chiefs in a in a, in a <laughs> neutral location? And almost everyone says, "You better give me a touchdown for me to put my hard-earned money on my favorite team against Kansas City in a neutral location." You mentioned the Saints there, Matt. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of Taysom Hill fans around here. He uh, play, played quarterback at BYU. Uh, Drew Brees gets hurt. Jameis Winston comes in. Is that an indicator that they do not think that Taysom is uh, Brees' replacement down the road? I, I absolutely think that they do not, nor should they. I mean, no offense to the community you guys are in. I, I think he's a very valuable football player. I like how they use him. They maximize his immense talents. But I have not seen anything for me to indicate that he is a every down starting quarterback or a breeze successor. And uh, I heard this on the, the telecast last week. They were talking about you know all the things he brings that Hill brings to the table, and they prefaced it by saying. Well, he misses a big portion of every quarterback meeting because he's in the special teams meeting. And that's great, but I immediately said after being around football teams, quarterbacks do not miss time in quarterback meetings, or they would not be, especially if they think they are going to be a long-term player at that position. Speaking of the best teams in the league, when I look at the Chiefs and I look at the Steelers, I think, okay, that, that they, got, they got what they got going on. You mentioned the Saints. But then after that, i got to get your opinion, Matt. What is the deal with the Buccaneers? I know it's a long season and all, all kinds of sort of ebbs and flows happen. But when I look at teams like the Bucks and the Packers, I, I can't get out of my mind that the losses that they suffer. And it's like, is that the truth or is that is that not the truth? Is that just an aberration? Yeah, that's a tough one to wrap my head around, too. And I, and I do a power rankings every week. 
and I had a hard time coming up with who's number four. Those top three to me are in a tier by themselves. And, you know, I went with Tampa Bay as my number four team and just think the Saints have their number. You know, I mean, if you take the Saints games out of the equation, they've had a great, great season. You can't do that. And I think the Bucks have the Packers number. You know, like there's there's a little bit of a rock, paper, scissors going on there with those three teams. Um, I just think the Bucks are one of the most complete teams in the league. Very good defense, can run the ball, strong offensive line, high-quality quarterback, lots of weapons, well-coached. But you're right, they've had some stinkers. Matt, I, I, good, we, right? so, sorry, Jake, uh, I just wanted to let Matt, Matt know that we uh, – we have a weekly thing where we pick a game, and you know you can't pick the same team twice throughout yeah, the yeah. year. And the one week that I picked the Packers to win, uh, they laid an egg, and so <laughs> I'm, it's 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 in my mind because when we when we lose those games and we have to record embarrassing audio uh, that uh, we don't want to record. So it's... I, I, <laughs> I like it. That, that's right. And Jake's had to do it too. Austin's had to do it. We've all paid the price at one point or another. But So we're all a little conflicted every time it comes to make a pick. I love it. That's a, it's a good thing you guys do that. That's cool. Matt, at risk of asking all my questions about uh, quarterbacks uh, that played college in this market, uh, Alex Smith uh, over the weekend, and I know that uh, Washington... Uh, lost that game, but uh, had something like 390 yards or something ridiculous. Did he win the comeback player of the year uh, the the first time he set foot on the field? <laughs> I bet he did, and I feel like I'm cutting on your guys' local heroes here. But I, And it's a weird award to begin with, don't get me wrong, but I, I think you need to play better to get the hat. I don't think just getting back on the field, despite his tragedies and his hard work to get back there, deserves it. I mean, I'm going to sound like a homer. I mentioned I'm from Pittsburgh, but don't you think Ben Roethlisberger is more deserving than Alex Smith with an undefeated team and having a better year and basically missing the entire season last year? I, I would yeah, – you make a compelling argument, but Alex Smith almost died. I know. I mean, I get that. I'm not, I'm not making light of what happened to the guy. And, frankly, he worries me every time I watch him out there. I kind of, like, have my fingers crossed that he stays healthy and doesn't take hits. But, uh, I mean, he's the third quarterback on the team. I mean, he was he's right. in there because the two guys ahead of him failed. Man, when you guys talk about quarterbacks, I sit here and I look at the best teams in the league and you go down the list – and they're solid at the quarterback position. I mean, you just can't get by in this league at any level without a top quarterback. How many top quarterbacks are there, Matt? Yeah, you're you're 100% right. I mean, uh, even you know a guy like Lamar Jackson, who clearly was an elite player last year, he's struggling a little bit, and the Ravens are dropping games. You know, it's not all his fault. It is a team game. But you're absolutely right that if you don't have – a top-notch guy, you're in a world of trouble. And, you know, some of these jobs that might be opening up, uh, the Chargers, the Texans, they're pretty alluring because they have a young, high-quality, potential stud quarterback to build around. 
So, Matt, I don't know if you're a big South Park fan, but there's this episode where they play Little League Baseball and all the teams are actually trying to lose, and it, it, it's who's the best at sucking. And I, I feel like <laughs> that's what I'm watching when I watch the <laughs> NFC East. You know, who's the, really who's is, the best at, at sucking? Uh, who is actually going to win that division? I was so sure a week or two ago that – Philadelphia was going to blow past everybody else, was going to have a great second half of the season, getting a lot of guys back healthy. I trust the organization. I've been a, frankly, I've been a big Wentz fan over the years and a believer. And then they drop one of the Giants and really don't look good doing it. I still, I guess, would take the Eagles, but I'm done being on that train. I mean, that, that bandwagon fell apart for me. I got to give the Giants credit, though. I mean, are they a contender? Of course not. Could they win the division? I guess, because it's a terrible division. But they're at least getting better. You know, the Eagles aren't getting better. Washington, with Alex Smith, is getting better. Dallas doesn't look like they're any better. You know, like, the Giants have a defense now. Daniel Jones has put a couple good games together. They have a few weapons. So at least there's some optimism there where you look at the Eagles and think, What's what's going on here? Why can't we get any better? I mean, every week looks the same. A team that seems to be getting better is uh, the Dolphins, and we've talked with you yeah. about Brian Flores before, but uh, what do you make of uh, the development of Tua uh, there? And it seems like the Dolphins are getting help in other ways, either through a blocked punt or some pl- big play somewhere along the line leading them to that 6-3 and three record. Yeah, and they're very, very strong on special teams, which is a New England trait that Flores brought with them with Belich- from Belichick. They're, they throw a ton at you on defense, much like Belichick's coach teams, and they create big plays in those phases. And that's not going to keep up. I mean, Miami fans get mad at me because I think that their current formula isn't particularly sustainable for excellence through the rest of the year. But, boy, it's extremely well coached. I mentioned I think Flores is probably the coach of the year or right there in the conversation. Tua looks really good. But going back to coaching, they don't ask Tua to do a ton. You know, get the ball out of your hands, simple reads, RPOs like he did at Alabama. I mean, they've made his transition very comfortable. And that's all you can ask. It's great. Matt, I, I agree with you uh, when you say the Chiefs are probably the best team in the league. Um, but uh, the Raiders looked pretty good against Denver. They, they look good defensively, the best they've looked all season defensively, I thought. And they have that uh, one win already this season over the Chiefs. What, what are the odds they make it to this weekend? Yeah, I'm impressed with the Raiders, too. And I've been reluctant to be impressed, to be honest with you. I thought, man, this defense is terrible. Um, yeah, but I mentioned coach of the year. I think John Gruden's in that conversation, too. He's getting a lot out of this team. Um, I mentioned my power ranks. Raiders fans are always very quick to tell me, hey, you know, our Raiders didn't only beat the Chiefs, but they beat the Saints. You know, you talk about three great teams in the league. Well, we have wins over two of them, and that's hard to argue with. You know, I mean, I, I think what's very obvious about this team is Gruden, which, again, goes back to really good coaching, realizes if his defense is out there 30 minutes, 32 minutes, they're going to lose the game. You know, they they have to play less defense. They have to play small ball on offense, control the clock. Don't let that defense be out there and get exposed too much. And they've managed it very well. And I like the way Carr's playing quite a bit. 
Matt, who's the best six and three team in the league? Because it seems like half the league is six and three right now. I know it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm going to stick with Tampa, but boy, there's a case for a lot of them. <laughs> I don't suppose you're including the Browns in the best of the six and three bunch. I'm not. You know, I kind of mentioned how the Raiders have to play. I think it's very obvious that the Browns have to play a similar style, but they have to hide their quarterback more than Vegas does. You know, I mean, I'll take Carr over Mayfield every day of the week. If they can't control the game by running on you, they're in, you know, it's not going to go well at all for Cleveland. So I'm not saying they're fluky. I think they understand who they are, but they have some deficiencies. All right, check out the Peacock and Williamson podcasts. Of course, Locked On Dynasty, Steelers, and radio as well. He is Matt Williamson, our NFL insider. Matt, thank you as always. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. Uh, Also, profootballnetwork.com. You can see him on uh, ESPN occasionally as well. He's got one of those uh, resumes, uh, Gordon, which is quite thorough. Quite thorough. Yes, it is. And he's been on both sides of all sides of the NFL. And so it's. Always fun to talk with him. All right, Jake, I'm going to give you a choice. All right? The Browns, the Titans, Austin's Titans, the Seahawks, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Raiders. I think that's all. Is that all of them? Uh, The Ravens, all six and three. Can you believe that? Well, I got to go. Mean, the best team there is obviously my Raiders. Uh, but if you're looking for <laughs> number two, um, in all honesty, the Raiders looked really good last week. But out of that group, a serious answer, I, I'd probably go with the Seahawks. Because Russell Wilson, I, I think, is the is the best quarterback out of the group of teams that we're talking about. He's had about a here. few hiccups. He has. He hasn't looked as good over the past couple of weeks. But Lamar Jackson was insane last year i mean yeah, pert yeah. near unstoppable and he's been good this year but not that yes uh-huh. and i don't know if that's a case of defenses have caught up with him a little bit which i i think is 100 percent a thing in the nfl uh, and then it's how do you uh, adjust after defenses adjusts and you know the truly special players defenses can't adjust you know i mean patrick mahomes is they i'm sure defensive coordinators have thrown everything they can think at him <laughs> And, and he still winds up, you know, getting better and, and figuring it out. I, you know, Lamar Jackson's got to maybe jump over that hurdle, right, where, all right, he was incredible. He made the whole league shift the way they were playing defense. Now can he uh, adapt and get better from here? Okay, so I love lobbing these questions out at you and making you answer them instead of me. But if you had to pick – if you had to pick a young quarterback in the league, and I'm excluding Mahomes, who of the bunch do you like the best? Define young before I do. Well, you know, uh, just uh, no more than three years in the league. Well, Mahomes, how long has Mahomes been in the in the league? This is his fourth year, right? Is this fourth year? Yeah, because he's spent yeah. one year behind Alex. Okay, four years and, and younger. Hmm. Let me think. Uh, Would you go uh, Josh Allen? I was going. I was thinking Josh Rosen. <laughs> Where is Josh Rosen now? Is he still sitting in hot tubs in his dorm room? Where oh, Where is he? Man. 
Wait, so so Mahomes is not, outside of Mahomes, four yeah. years younger. Josh Allen is is a pretty good answer. I mean, Lamar Jackson would have been the the hands down answer, right, last year. So you know, have you things, come around that far on Kyler Murray? No, not quite. I I think I'd still take Josh Allen over Kyler Murray. Last week's game aside. Poor, huh. poor Sam Darnold uh, should be in this conversation, but he pay, plays for the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I, there are some there are some fine young quarterbacks coming up, and that bodes well for the future of the league. I like Justin but, Herbert. You know, I mean, yeah. he's just a, he's just a rook, and I know the Chargers have only won two games, but uh, I like him. I, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's played well at times this year. He he certainly needs a better team around him. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a little too soon on those guys. I, Isn't I think, that often? That is so often the case because these bright quarterbacks are top draft picks, and usually the teams with the top draft picks are crappy teams. And so they bring these guys in, and they're they're supposed to be stars, and yet they don't have a lot of support oftentimes. And this is one of the problems for Trevor Lawrence coming out this year. You know, I mean – if I were I'll Trevor have... Lawrence or, or somebody like that, Gordon, I'd be rooting for a team that is historically decent, but just some circumstance led them to be crappy for a year. Like when Peyton Manning got hurt with the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew Luck got drafted into a pretty good situation because they were crappy, not because they're the Jets, but because something weird happened, right? The problem is that he is such an attractive talent that um... – it's going to be difficult for one of those better, at least historically better teams to, like, trade up to get him. I know, uh, because if you think, and I hate saying this, but if you're like the Cowboys, I'd trade, you know, anything I possibly could to move up there because Dak Prescott is going to cost me a zillion dollars, and I don't know what kind of player is coming back from his injury, but yet they've got a decent offensive line uh, and supposedly some weapons out there to do it, you know? But Jera says that uh, he's he's not going to follow any kind of any, any trap like that. Trap? What do you mean trap? He likes his quarterback. No, oh, no, he doesn't. Or he would have paid him. <laughs> well, and now everybody then, feels then Trevor bad Lawrence. Then Trevor Lawrence is either going to the Jets or the Jags, right? <laughs> I just wouldn't want to go to the Jets. I, I just wouldn't. I mean, they. They have made every wrong decision for 20 years, you know? Hmm. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned the Cowboys. They are in the running, at least. Uh, the Washington football team is 2-7. and seven. The Texans are 2-7. and seven. They Who don't need a quarterback, though. The Jacks, yeah. they've only won yeah. one. Uh, yeah, from there, then you, you get up into an area where those teams probably won't fall. I mean, could the Broncos fall to uh, within striking distance? I don't know. I don't think the Jets are going to win. <laughs> and they're darn certain of it now because they're what, – what was your reference, South Park? Oh, yeah, they're like basically trying to suck. Who can – who's the best at sucking? Who's the best loser? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I don't uh, see them winning. Uh, they they sidelined Arnold for another couple of weeks for an injury. And and Adam Gase is is quickly patting his resume as the worst coach in the league, maybe the worst oh. coach in league history. 
But maybe he's the best worst coach. Yeah, maybe he is. Put, maybe that's true. All right, we'll get maybe, some more maybe coming they're, up. Maybe they're, maybe they're using him so they can get Trevor Lawrence, and then they'll fire him and hire him. Oh, that's coach. for sure what's happening. Um, we'll get to more coming up next. We are live at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Ryan uh, with us once again. Is that, uh, is that uh, today's that's, prize? That's $1,000 right there, cash. Gordon, I'm looking at a thousand bucks and twenties stacked in front of my nose. If wow, I lost hey, it, I'd be out the door Ryan, by now. <laughs> Ryan, you better you better keep your eye on Jake. Hey, hey, hey. I was kind of concerned actually. I, I love our <laughs> listeners. I want to see one of our listeners take home that thousand bucks. I think it's awesome. More than it's you more promotion. than you more than you want to take it home? Well, I I appreciate our relationship with the dish professionals a little bit more than that let's say let's just say it this way ryan and i have been at this for a while we're playing the long game yeah we're playing the long game i want to come back to this (laughs) office someday so i will uh fight my instinct to uh Dash out to the door just, with that. Well, you, can, you should hold it. <laughs> Let's see. Just hold right. that money. Wow, <laughs> that feels pretty good. Let's see if it makes like the sound when you flip through it. Oh, see, that's a thousand bucks right there. It could be yours. And and uh, you've been doing this promotion for two three weeks, and uh, we're going to draw a winner today. Yeah. So you know, this is your last opportunity. So we'll include people that uh, that call in today. So this is a great opportunity. If you call in, you can be entered to win the thousand dollars, and you get uh, um, on top of that, we're doing a hundred bucks cash back for sure. So if you get set up with Dish, get the hopper, we'll give you a um, uh, hundred bucks cash back. Have you installed as early as tomorrow, whenever you want. And, you don't have a better system. Yeah. I, I love that, uh, and I'm glad you always mention it, that you can be set up tomorrow. Because I've been there where you think, oh, this is going to be a huge hassle, and mm-hmm. uh, this is going to take all day, or even uh, I'm going to be weeks out, or all this stuff. I mean, you guys, I've been with the Dish Pros for years now, but you guys always make it super easy, super easy. Yeah, we, we've kind of always adopted a policy of a next day install. Sometimes even same day, like we get morning calls, and uh, if we have an opening, we'll come out that afternoon. But... Yeah, I mean, we're uh, – it's the same with the service calls. So if there's a problem, um, you know, we're, we're right there. Yeah. And that's the reason you should call a local company is because when you have a problem, you don't want to call somebody on the other side of the planet going, hey, I need a service call, and then have it routed through and try to get right. your stuff fixed. When you call us, we'll – We'll get you taken care of and uh, get you set up with the best price. And this uh, promotion is awesome, and uh, you got to be set up at home since you know we're going to be spending more time at home. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like we're spending less time at home, does it? Hey, no. Jake, Jake, yeah. that's ex- Ryan. That's exactly what I did, and I didn't call you. I, I know if I call you, then the boss, everyone's going to listen to the boss. But I just called like everybody else does, and I said, hey, I got a a new TV and a new place. Boom. I called yesterday. It's done today. It's done already. And uh, that's just great service. You've got the staff to do it, too. It's not like you've got... I'm one, lucky. One over overworked bro out there, you know. I'm I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. I've we've got uh, my number one tech. He's been with me since I started the company forever. In 2002. Yeah. So and then uh, Josh, who's uh, my main manager, he's been here since like '04. So um, he was a little kid when he started here. Now now he's not a little kid anymore. <laughs> Running the show, making yeah. it happen is awesome. So cool. yeah, you know we're here. We're here to take care of everybody and. Uh, you know, save people money. And that's the thing is call us up, save money, upgrade, get a bigger DVR. Um, the two-year promotion, you'll, I guarantee no matter what, your current provider, unless you're in a two-year promotion with DISH, 
is going to raise your rates, and that happens every year, usually in the spring. So a couple months from now, whatever your bill is, it's going to go up 5 10 bucks a month. If you sign up with DISH now, you get locked in on this price for the next two years. And so for 60 bucks a month we're saving you, it's probably going to be 70 or $80 a month. And so it adds up pretty quick. Plus the DVR is easier to operate, bigger, more tuners, better features, more access on your remote, on your uh, not your remote, but your phone and your mobile devices. It's awesome. It's cool. 801-424-DISH. Now is the time. Get in on it. 801-424-DISH. The Dish Professionals. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right, more straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes out to Mario on a total request Tuesday. Gordon, we had some Shams news come out as we were talking a little NFL in the last segment. Um, Get this. The Rockets and Wizards have discussed a deal centered on Russell Westbrook for John Wall. He adds no traction yet. Rockets are seeking more assets. Gordon, reaction. Wow. Uh, Talk about uh, a tough situation either direction with guys with heavy, heavy, the heaviest of contracts and not really worth it. I mean, you're you're trading pain for pain there, aren't you? Yeah, that's why I I don't really get this. I the Rockets are seeking more assets, but I'm I'm totally with you, Gordon. This this just feels like trading one problem for another. They essentially have identical con- contracts, pretty close anyway. They've right. got uh, they've got three more years, two years, and a player option. Which uh, breaking news, they're both going to p- pick up those player options. So they both have. Uh, long contracts, overpriced contracts, and I don't, I don't understand why either team would do that. You'd think if the Wizards are looking to move John Wall, they're looking to move him for um, short-term deals where they can get right. out from under that thing as soon as possible. Yeah. And, and if the Rockets are blowing it up, you'd think that they'd be doing the same thing. Unless there's some attitude thing happening or there's there's something that just didn't sit well with them beyond what's obvious for everyone to see and that I don't know about but you've got two players who as you described are vastly overpaid uh neither one of them is a particularly great shooter uh what they're they're obviously good in some aspects of their game but what John Wall what's his status now i mean is he is he truly damaged goods, or is he going to be all right over the long haul now? Well, you, uh, I think you're right. I think there are different concerns uh, about both players. John Wall, his best, his big thing was he's a bigger point guard, right, 6'4", 210 pounds, but he was the fastest guy in the league. So he had that, that really elite speed that made him unique, and coming off an Achilles injury, I'd, I'd wonder about that, right? All right. And meanwhile, you have a great athlete in Russell Westbrook, who was, for a time was difficult to, for anybody to handle. But now teams are defending him. They're letting him shoot all day long, as they should. And so you're right. Uh, you're getting some gifts, but you're getting some problems, as you described it earlier. And, and, and uh, I don't like either one of those options, really. Yeah, see, if I'm the Wizards, I'm I'm saying, well, at least – I know John Wall, and I, yeah. I 
am familiar with him. I mean, Russell Westbrook seems to me like he could be a bit of a wild card at this unless stage you don't, in his Unless career. you don't like what you know. Right, well, which could be the case. Maybe, maybe John Wall and Bradley Beal aren't getting along. Uh, I don't see Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook getting along for probably, uh, you know, ball, uh, who's going to have the ball issues, you know, that sort of thing. So, What's Bradley Beal's status? Bradley Beal's under contract for three more years as well. But but there's been talk about him being traded, and I wondered if that was emanating from his camp. Well, there's been that talk for a couple of years now, right? Uh-huh. I can't believe they haven't yeah. moved off Bradley Beal already. I mean, can you imagine what they could have gotten trading him to a playoff contending team last year? Oh, he's he's a lot of teams would love to have that guy. Right. I'm sure the Jazz would love to have that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, so, indeed. I don't know why the Wizards haven't moved him, and I I just I just sit on John Wall. Why if I'm going to wait out a contract? I mean, I'm not going to give up assets for the pleasure of doing so. I mean, maybe if Russell Westbrook had uh, you know one, maybe two years left on his deal, that would make some sense because then you can get out from under it. But uh, I'm with you. It's, it just seems like you're trading one problem for another. Which of those two players do you think, once fans can get back uh, in the arenas, which one do you think is a bigger draw? I guess Westbrook, but is that what you're you're trading for? Well, it wrong? might be. <laughs> it might be at this stage, you know, because, I mean, yeah, baggage if, everywhere. If I'm the Wizards, I'm really frustrated about being in the middle for the last 10 years. I'm, I'm really frustrated at never getting any better. And yeah. sometimes you do have to get worse to get better. And they're not going to get any better the way that their salaries are currently set up. So... I get the the appeal of of trading John Wall, but uh, it just doesn't make any sense to bring Russell Westbrook back. No, uh, I agree with what you said originally. Try to whittle away some of that time so that you can heal quicker. And uh, this seems like uh, just a cycle of futility. And, and, And we're talking about these players as though they're, they're dog meat. They're, they're, they still have value, but it's just that they're so. What is it? Forty-seven million next year? Did you say? Uh, for which one, Wall or uh, Wall for, next year? Wall? Wall next year is at forty million, oh, and okay. Russell is at forty-one. Okay, that's a lot of money for a player that. Uh, this is this is difficult, and I know people just think, "Oh, these players, all they care about is the money." But can you imagine? How would you like it if you take pride in in what you do professionally? You're obviously one of the best at what you do in the world. You're you're in the league, uh, but you've been one of the best in the league, and now you no longer are. And teams are just bumming having to even have you anymore. That must be. I don't know. Maybe these guys fool themselves and they don't pay no attention to yeah, that. They because they don't believe they, that. Uh, but <laughs> come on. Don't, don't you think their agents or somebody has to be telling them uh, that they are viewed as a major burden? No, I don't think their agents are telling them that. Uh, well, I'm sure John Wall thinks he, he has something left to give. You know, how Russell Westbrook and his attitude he? of things, he's not thinking that way. Were they in their early 30s? Uh, John Wall's 30. Russell Westbrook is hang on, 32. John Wall should have some productive years left if he heals up completely. I mean, 
The problem with these two know. guys is I'm not I'm not so sure that their games are are appropriate for the modern NBA. Because you of know, the shooting the, woes. Well, yeah, because of the shooting woes. I mean, in the early 2000s, Gordon, the the athletic playmaking point guard was was a thing, regardless of how they shot. You know, remember uh, Steph Marbury and, and Steve Francis and all these uberly athletic guys uh, like Russell Westbrook and John Wall, who had uh, so much value in the league. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not so sure that type of player is as valuable anymore because of the way that, that teams are defending them. I mean, if they don't have to respect the jump shot on the pick and roll, it almost makes them running the pick and roll worthless. And why would you want your point guard not running the pick and roll? If that's the situation, and I believe that it is, then a player like uh, Donovan Mitchell should learn lessons from that now and make sure he continues to hone that jumper because he's not always going to be able to jump the way he he can now. He's not going to be able to do all those athletic moves that he does now when he's in his 30s, or will he? I don't know. Maybe Maybe he'll be an exception. But these other guys, it seems like defenses figure them out. Teams figure them out when, when they're when they when they can leave them alone out on the perimeter, and that's not a situation. Donovan Donovan wants to be able to make those teams pay if they do that. And I'm talking about over the long haul. He's doing it now. What will it be in five or six years? No, I agree with you. And maybe this is a bordering into hot take territory. But Donovan is already a way better shooter than either of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we saw we've talked about it with Carl Malone how he added years to his his career by being able to develop that outside shot. But these guys, neither one of these guys really has done that, have they? I mean, I've seen them do it over stretches, but not consistently. Well, statistically speaking, Russell Westbrook is one of the most inefficient people in the league. Uh, let's see here. You want some stats on John Wall and his three-point shooting uh, sure. capability? Uh-huh. His best year. Let's see. His best year shooting the three, Gordon, was 2015-2016 and 2013-2014 when he shot 35.1%. Oh, no, I take that back. 2017-2018, he shot 37% from three. His worst from three is... 7.1% in 2011, 2012. 7%? 7.1%. But he only took 0.6 a game in his defense. His rookie year, he was at 29.6. His third year, 26.7. Then a big jump, 2013, 2014, to 35%. But we're talking about his best ever is 37, which is in the ballpark, right? So, yeah. So, you know, that's acceptable, but... Is that an outlier? Or is that him for real? Because he's only done it one year. Yeah, I. It's. Do you think that uh, we've seen these shifts in the NBA? Do you think that there will come a time when defenders get so adept at stopping the perimeter shot that that it will, this whole script will flip, so that if you're just a spot up shooter, that uh, certain defenders will be able to shut you down so that you have to have the other part of your game in order to be effective. 
I wonder, you know, I wonder how all these teams are going smaller and more perimeter oriented when, you know, Shaq reemerges and all of a sudden the league has to, you know, (laughs) switch to being able to. I mean, you remember that when Shaq was in the league, Gordon, it was uh, it was a year by year thing where teams were altering the way that they put their rosters together, surely to defend uh, the the Shaquille O'Neal. The Jazz drafted. What was that? It was a European guy. What was his name? Was it Pavel Pot- Potklazine? Does that make any sense? But, uh, Something like that. Yeah. But they, they drafted him with the indi- – and he never played for the Jazz. I think they traded him to Dallas. But his whole thing, while he, why he was valuable in the NBA, was could he be big enough to guard Shaq? You know? Mm. So I wonder mm. if a player like that – like what if, what if Zion Williamson and all his physicality turns out to be that, where, you know, you've got to have somebody on your team big enough to stop that guy? You know? I wonder. And by big enough, you mean strong enough to to hold their ground so that he doesn't mow right over them. Right. And I, I don't uh, know. Maybe that's a bad example. But but here's the thing. Shaq dunking is is as efficient a shot in the NBA as you get. You know? <laughs> if you don't have anybody that can, that can stand up to Shaq, he's going to dunk every time, and they're going to win a lot of games. Well, we talk to these guys, these NBA writers, and then they, they say, we, when we ask them about Rudy Gobert, they, that's one of the first things they say, that centers have been devalued around the league. And it, will it always be that way? Is this just one of those fashionable trends right now? Will it flip the other way? I have a feeling I wouldn't put my money on one way because I think it bounce, it's going to bounce all around, just depending on what uh, what skills these players develop. Yeah, NBA teams will adjust. Coaches are really yeah. good at what they do, it turns out. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure the league will, will continue to evolve. It's, it's, I mean, maybe this is a different discussion when we have a little bit more time, but things have skewed so much to the analytical side of things. It's bound to skew back. There's bound to be that type of player that goes against all the analytics and dominates. It'd be kind of refreshing, wouldn't it? Maybe. Maybe there's a post player, you know, a Dirk Nowitzki type that is so efficient with that move that all of a sudden you have to adjust what you're thinking because they're so good at it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I like change. I, I don't I like uh, when there are sort of these outliers that turn into trends. And uh, I, I look forward to those kinds of things. All right. We'll have uh, more coming up next. We've got the Not Sports Port Bowler at 5. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is my request today for a Total Request Tuesday. Little Weedus. I haven't heard this song in a long time. It's a great song. It is a great song. I don't know if I've ever even heard this song. Really? Wait till we get to the chorus. You'll like it. Okay. It's about a guy who who doesn't think he's good enough for a girl because he's just a a, a teenage dirtbag. There you go. Smacks of like American Pie type movies, right? Yeah, a little bit. Listen to Iron Maiden. Uh, anyway, there you go. Little teenage dirtbag for you there, Gordon. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you today and every day 
by our friends at the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Okay, we're going to Hollywood, uh, at least uh, not really literally, but we're going to Hollywood. Let me ask you and Austin a question. If you had a lot of money, would you feel compelled to share it with uh, some people you know? No. You wouldn't? (laughs) No. Why not? Um... Because it's not theirs. Because you want it for yourself. You hey, are you SOB. Are, are you cutting me a check, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know how many Porsches you have. The defendant will answer uh, the question. Are you, are you really uh, interested in sharing it with <laughs> is us? This, is this a court of law all of a sudden? Uh, yeah, I only have one Porsche. I, I'm just saying okay. you can't call me a selfish son of a gun for having that opinion when you're living it. How do you know I'm not giving pe- people I, uh, I like uh, money? Outside of your immediate family? How do you, you don't know. You don't know what I'm doing. It's I expensive haven't seen being rich. Anything showed up in my uh, mailbox? Well, maybe you just aren't one of the select few. Let me, uh, okay. I, 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 I have uh, a big stash of money. <laughs> okay. The reason I bring this up is because maybe you've heard this story, but uh, Clooney, uh, George Clooney finally commented on it. I think this story had come out a few years ago. But uh, about, uh, actually about seven years ago, he didn't really have, he wasn't close to family members or whatever. And, you know, George Clooney has compiled a few bucks in his day. And uh, he looked around and said, who, I got all this money, who, who am I going to give it to? And this is his direct quote. Uh, I just thought, basically, if I get hit by a bus, my, my friends are all in the will. And then he says, so why the bleep am I waiting to get hit by a bus? So apparently he has 14 close friends who have been his buddies for a long, long time. So he in, he invited them over to, uh, uh, I don't know where this was exactly, he invited them over. And he, but beforehand, he, he, he got, he got a van that was like a floral, florist van. It said florist on the side. And he found this place in downtown LA where they, they, he could get cash. And he picked up 14, it's some sort of depository of cash that, uh, where he could get it liquid like that. So he got 14 bags and loaded each one of those bags with some money. And he loaded up the van and went to, uh, to his, he went home where he invited his 14 friends over. And uh, this is what he said. I just held up a map and I pointed to all the places I got to go in the world and all the things I've gotten to see because of my friends. And I said, how do you repay people like that? And then I said, oh, well, how about a million bucks? He gave each one of his friends one million dollars for their friendship through the years. 
I thought that was pretty cool. After and the recession, he, I dropped 90 mil. Well, I've recouped that and doubled it moving forward. So I'm up to half a billion now. And so <laughs> I got less time than I got money. So I got to burn through this, man. Come on. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin, the lesson I've taken from this is choose the right people to sponge off, man. Exactly. Because we've chosen, obviously, the wrong person. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know whether these friends of his were sponging off of him or whether they were just good friends. And he got to the point where he said, man, I'm I'm wealthy. I got tons of money. And at that time, he wasn't married. And he's he's, he's, what's he going to do with it? He's going to give it to his friends when he dies, but he doesn't want to die. And so he says, why not give it to him now? And then later he said, you know, it's funny. It's a quote. I remember talking to one really rich beep who I ran into in a hotel in Vegas, certainly a lot richer than I am. And I remember the story about the cash had come out and he was like, why would you do that? And Clooney said, I was like, why wouldn't you do that? You schmuck. And it's good to be rich. One million dollars per friend. So if you had if you had that kind of money. Who, which of your friends would you give a million dollars to, Jake? It sounds like none of them. None of them, for sure. I'm jettisoning those leeches years before that would ever be a, an issue. God, a lot of my up. friends are ugly. Be, be strategic about the people that you mooch off of, man. That's overly nice for so people you're not probably one of, you're, already you're been not, supporting. You're not one of them, apparently. No, I would one of nobody's getting Nobody's getting nothing from you. I, well, I wouldn't uh, expect to get anything from them. So why would they well, be getting some from me? Well, that's what makes this so magnanimous on uh, George Clooney's part. He didn't have to do this, and I'm sure his friends weren't expecting him to do that. Well, they can go out and get a job. Uh, my, my only, my well, not only, but my biggest question is, I'd like to see the net worths of these 14 friends prior to them receiving the million dollars from George Clooney because George Clooney doesn't strike me as a guy who's hanging out with cashiers at Walmart. But these were his longtime buddies. I mean, I get—I don't know who they were, and I don't know who where, he for, said he long. got to travel the world because of. Well, I mean, yeah, because they went with him, or they, you know, did they things with him. They were yeah. friends. They were do what <laughs> friends do. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they were babysitting. I don't know what. I don't know what their relationship was. But these are longtime friends. These are everybody has friends that they had before they made it. How about you find yeah. fourteen elementary school teachers who are busting their woohoo? To, to get things done and raise our nation's future and give them a million dollars, not the CEO of whatever company you're hanging well, these out with. Guys, how do you know these guys? I, obviously, they're not rich because the money wouldn't have meant anything to them if they were. Well, I see Ryan from the Dish Professionals is here with us. He's uber successful. I don't uh, expect him to give me a dime. I do. <laughs> 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH is the number to call. And, in fact, uh, you know, if you sign up with Dish from the Dish Professionals, you're going to be entered uh, to win 1000 bucks. And if my buddy won 1000 bucks, I wouldn't expect to get anything. Yeah, I mean that's his thousand bucks. So right there, you go. Exactly. Now, now wait a second. Now here's the difference between you and Ryan. When Ryan goes out with his friends to eat, I bet Ryan pays. Uh, Jake, <laughs> yeah. anybody who goes out to eat with you uh, ain't getting a dime. <laughs> oh, I, I pay quite often. I, I I have no problem picking up a check, but I also would let Ryan buy me dinner. Sure, why not? 
I thought you did it. Yeah. Big difference between dinner and a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's, it's, a, that's a crazy story. Yeah, uh, big difference. At least it's something, Ryan. I mean, the, the Jake sounds like he's he's so tight-fisted. He's not giving anybody a dime. You're darn right. Uh, uh, okay. Also, if you sign up today, you can get a, put 100 bucks right back in your pocket. Yep. That feels good to give. Right. I, think, I think, you know, part of that is it, it does feel good. I mean, it's part of the reason Christmas is kind of a thing. It feels good to give. And sure. I, mean, I like uh, – I tell you, when I called up uh, Spencer Hiller up in West Bountiful and told me he won $1,000, I felt pretty good about it, actually. He was probably pretty stoked, he I'm was, guessing. He was pretty stoked. Yeah. He was. He was, he yeah. was super happy. And, you know, I, I, it's a, yeah, I can see why he did that, but uh, that's a pretty amazing story. But that's a lot of, a lot of cash. That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> in a bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's say you're looking for your favorite George Clooney movie. Uh, getting back to, of course, Dish from the Dish yeah. Professionals. Uh, it, the technology out there is so easy. It's it's really um, a no-brainer, in my opinion, to upgrade to Dish from the Dish Professionals. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a George Clooney movie, Mooney, 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 Mooney. movie, <laughs> um, you would just say George Clooney to the voice remote, and it will pull up all the films that uh, are on demand or on Netflix that are available with, with – um, with dish and it's pretty cool it's a it's an easy it's an easy uh thing to do if you're looking for a particular actor and you can find all all your favorite well, shows you talk about this all the time dish had the foresight to buy blockbuster not because they mm-hmm. really loved those uh vacant brick and mortar stores but they wanted the movies yeah so i mean they did it there was still i mean hundreds of stores open i think at the time but they were closing right and left yep. but they wanted the contracts and uh it's a it's a neat addition because Dish has a ton of films available, and uh, the way the system's developed, it's easy to go in and search by. You know, you can just go in and get free movies and just see all the thousands of free movies. But you can also go in and say, "I want to see comedy or I want to see action." You can see all that stuff. But you know, making those little changes just makes the whole experience with Dish just better, and that's their whole goal, and that's why they keep winning all these awards. Well, and specifically for sports, I use the – I don't know if this is the official title, but it's what I've heard you call it before, the sports bar mode. I used that all weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's one, of, one of my favorite. It's kind of like going to a sports bar. you got multiple TVs up, and I, if you've done, done it, it's pretty neat. It's huh? amazing. I watched four games at once yeah. all weekend long. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can pick four different channels of your choice up on your TV. It's all 1080p, so the picture looks really good, and – um, you know, one of the 19 things that Dish does that nobody else offers, and I'll tell you guys, if you've got DirecTV and you've got an old system, you're paying 100 and something dollars a month, you call us up, you're going to pay a lot less. 60, 80 bucks a month is kind of the average. You'll get a DVR is twice as big, more tuners, you get the voice remote, you get the auto hops commercials, you get $100 cash back today. This is the today only. Yep. And then uh, you can be entered to win that thousand dollars that we're drawing at the end of the day. So you want end to of call the hour the actually? End of the hour, yeah. So um, jump on it. Now's the time. Pick up the phone and call us, and uh, hopefully I'll be calling you and tell you you won some money. Heck yeah! Eight zero one four two four dish. Eight zero one four two four dish. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. More next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.